Bible has been around, read, adjusted, and interacted with for literally ages. Greg has read it so you don't have to, and now births into the world, Better Bible. Before we begin, as you will be listening to a retelling of Bible, please note that trigger warnings are in place for racism, xenophobia, violence, sexual assault, rape, child abuse, incest, animal cruelty, and more. Welcome to A Better Bible. Right, you lot, it's time for a poetry break. We have the Book of Lamentations now, and this is a miserable one. But it is a short one, so swings and roundabouts. There's just five chapters in this little book, and each one are a separate poem banging on about the exile and the horrors of God's punishment. The reader does seem to have an air of... Well, it's no good moaning now, is it? I've been keeping up with this story, and you were told a few times, were you not, that that God didn't like you sucking up to those other gods, and, and then what did you do? Was it the exact opposite of what you were told to do? And did that happen each and every single time? Did you go off and start bumming some other storm god, making your god feel all inadequate as a god, and have to magically overcompensate with some fuck lightning or something? That sort of feeling, you know, right? Anyway, let's crack on. Poem number one. This is God's kingdom, Judah, Israel, Jerusalem, the usual lot, speaking about the aftermath of God's wrath. It occasionally starts referring to Judah as a widow, but jumps from that metaphor quickly to first person, I am it and I suck, to third person, look at what God done did. So the format is a mess, and this little poem says remarkably little, but with loads of words. This lady used to be a queen, but is now a slave, used to be rich, but is now poor, used to be, you get the pattern, used to be a good thing, is now thrown into a bad thing. Everyone associated with the widow grieves for her, and simultaneously does not help her, and laughs at her. Her enemy is now her captor, everyone has seen her naked, and the poem makes it very clear that this is a bad thing. And all of this is because she sinned against God. And no one can punish you like God can punish you, because hell hath no fury like a god spurned. This goes on just like this for a while, and finishes by saying that the only hope, the brightness amongst all this horror, is that they hope it won't be long before God punishes the people God sent to punish them. The widow points out that God has promised to proper fuck up the enemy, this person who has a family captive, but is just waiting for a bit. Lovely stuff. On to poem two. Same kind of deal here, but the poem seems slightly more focused on what God has done as opposed to what happened to his chosen people. I I know, it's a very subtle difference, but give me a break, right? I'm trying to spin a pseudo-interesting bit of fun from five short, sad poems. God's eaten Jacob, not like that, and throws his people into dishonour, not like that. He has stopped looking after them, and, and he has delivered them to... The enemy, God rejects them. The priests, the altar, all that stuff, rejected. He has even made them forget their festivals. And in the middle of this despair and carnage, it seems surprisingly tame to have just made them a little absent-minded. Trixie God. 
The law is no longer with the prophets who, incidentally, can't get anything right anymore, again apart from the ones in Bible that you are currently reading. These prophets, right, they know exactly what's going on. It's the other prophets not to listen to. But children can't find a drop of wine, which is a nightmare and a lovely slice of life piece. In the midst of all this suffering, you have a ten-year-old crying as they are flat out of Malbec. Quite the image. And finally, should women eat their offspring? Interesting to note that we don't get an answer to that last question. Maybe one of the remaining three poems will be all about how to cook and eat children. Speaking of which, poem three. Ooh, here's some hope-ish kind of in this one a bit. Okay, so it's all from the perspective of some man, right? One of God's chosen who has been broken by God's wrath. It opens by talking about his flesh growing old and bones breaking. He's surrounded by hardship. God has walled him in, weighed him down with chains. It's a whole carry-on. God ignoring prayers, piercing hearts, the usual stuff we have grown accustomed to. But because of God's love, there is hope. That mysterious love that God has categorically taken away, this man knows he just has to suffer through this and wait for God's love to return. Just grin and bear it, power through the suffering. Essentially, this is the birth of the phrase, man the fuck up. No one is cast away from God forever. In fact, God doesn't even want to hurt you. It's us that makes God hurt us. It's not his fault, not really. So why complain when you're punished for your sins? After all, God did tell us he would fly off the handle. We were warned about his temper and we insisted on answering back even though we knew it would make him angry. So just accept the punishment and hope that God lets you back home. This is some next level toxic bullshit, isn't it, right? It's been said several times before, but what a perfect image of an abusive relationship we have in Bible. We made him hurt us. It is our fault. And it ends with a man wishing death and punishment on his enemies, like a bully victim joining in the jeering when the bullies finally start picking on someone else. Please punish those pricks that fucked me over on your orders, God. Please hurt them, destroy them. Bleak. Poem 4 just gets more bleak. This poem focuses heavily on famine. Gold is rubbish, children are rubbish, and some kind of women are cooking their own children as God's people have something to eat. There's the children eating stuff, right? This punishment is worse than Sodom. God's people are cast aside, scattered about the earth, and it's all Jerusalem's own fault. God no longer watches his people, and baby children are eaten by the women who cook them in a pot. Or Something. Right, okay, one more to go, and then we'll leave these complainy pants people. Poem 5. Remember what's happened to your people, God, right? See this utter disgrace. We are bearing our ancestors' punishment. Joy has left the building. Mount Zion is totally fucked. God will reign forever, so... Why do you forsake us for so very long? Please come back unless you have completely rejected us and are angry beyond measure. And it ends. The last question, right, of sort of like, have you rejected us or what? That isn't answered. Fucking hell. It's horrible, isn't it? But true to my word, 
brief. See you later, where we'll get a big, fat, long profit to really, really, really sink our lovely, lovely, beautiful teeth into. See you later. Congratulations on listening to this episode of Better Bible. Start a club and share your favorite moments. Tell your loved ones we're here, and we will save you. Greg Bless. That's really stupid. Stupid. <laughs>